We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Draft, the only app offering daily fantasy snake drafts. It is Friday, January 27th, 2017. DJ Trainer joined here by Shannon McEwen and Ken Kreitz. <coughs> the whistle's back, baby. You can find us on Twitter at TrainerDJ, at RotoShannon, and at Ken Kreitz. Of course, you probably found this podcast already, I'm assuming, if you're listening to it, but it's also available on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom. And directly on the Rotowire website itself, feel free to leave a nice review. You can listen and download, like I said, once again, directly on the Rotowire website itself. We're going to get into some breaking news. We're definitely going to be getting into some Carmelo Anthony trade talks. What does that mean for fantasy? Turbulence in Chicago. Ken is going to give his crazy old man rant. And then we'll finish it up with a little Friday DFS, as we always do on this Rotowire Fantasy Basketball podcast. Some sad news for me. DJ, grab your Kleenex, brother. I know. Some sad news. Go, just Ken, just do it. Let me silently weep while you Enos guys go through Enos Cantor, out of frustration, in a game they won, smacked his arm against one of the bench chairs and broke a bone. Looks like he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Some people are even saying ten weeks. Uh, 
You know, he's only averaging 14-7 and one block a game. I, I frankly expected better. Terrible news for Cantor and for Thunder fans like DJ. But fantasy-wise, does this give Joffrey Lavernier the window of opportunity to shine? I actually kind of think it does a little bit. Uh, he's been playing a decent amount of minutes. They really like him as a glue guy. Demonis Sabonis, the rookie out of Gonzaga, has has played quality minutes for them, but by no means is he somebody that they really factor into the rotation too much. He starts, but really he's just a figurehead, and he moves to the bench, similar like Kendrick Perkins used to start for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So Laverne has been on the court quite a bit. Um, more, I, I shouldn't say quite a bit, but I say more than I expected him to be. You know, He plays 15 minutes routinely, night in, night out. Certainly that could go up. Uh, Shannon Cantor was actually the highest rated Thunder player. They average more points per possession on the court with him than they have been with Russell Westbrook. So obviously it's going to be a big blow to the Thunder. I mean, his per-minute production is insane, and he's great on the offensive end. So that that makes sense to me. I actually, the one guy who I'm really excited about um, in Cantor's absence is Stephen Adams. Yeah. And I know I know Stephen Adams already has a ton of value, but if you're able to buy low on him or, or buy it buy at the current price tag that he's at, I think it's worth it. I mean, he's already he's he's a solid producer right now. He's averaging what like 14 points, or I'm sorry, 12. 12 points, seven and a half rebounds. He, he gets you some blocks. Only about 30 minutes per game. I see that ticking up, and I, I think he might be running out there for 34, 35 minutes a game in Cantor's absence. I, I know it's crazy. I, I like to say I like to reinvest in the players that are already good on this team because with Cantor, they had to pick their spots with him. They couldn't always play Cantor 28 minutes a night because his defensive li- defensively he was a liability at times. So, um, you know, it's not like Cantor had great consistent value but man for dfs purposes uh, he was somebody that was getting run out there every single night at like an 80 percent or 90 percent clip uh, when it came to heads to heads or 50 50 shannon yeah he's always been a good value and, and again it's that permanent production and, and we saw where whenever it was a stretch where adam sat with his concussion issues recently that's when that's when Cantor really exploded on the dfs scene but Adams, Adams is my guy now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put him down for like fifteen, ten, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks, stellar, you know, stellar shooting percentage. Uh, I'm, I'm really high on him for the next six to eight weeks. All right, next topic. That's gonna be my or, uh, <laughs> audio bullet point right there. Nikola Jokic suffered a left hip strain last night in the fourth quarter in their big win over the Suns and did not return. Actually, that was not a big win, but it was a win. He, went, he did get x-rays after the game, which did return negative, so that's good. He has an MRI, though, scheduled for today. Doesn't matter tonight because uh, Nug's next game is Saturday, but uh, he guy's just playing out of his mind. Even before the injury, 29 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 blocks last night on better than 50% shooting, so we certainly help. He's healthy, uh, but not much analysis there. Let's just see what the news is for Saturday. Let's move on to the next point. Anthony Davis is probable tonight against the Spurs. Big relief for Pelicans uh, as Davis appeared to aggravate an existing thigh bruise during Wednesday's game against the Lakers. Uh, That's the same injury that kept him out Monday, and we know that Davis can be a little brittle because it's exhausting carrying a team, but uh, probable tonight. Thoughts on Mr. Davis, gentlemen? Brittle? He's a peach. The dude gets contusions every other game. 
Uh, Shannon, can you tell that I had him in my DFS lineup two uh-huh. nights ago? Uh, I had a lineup that had 300 points on FanDuel with him in it. Imagine if he would have went out there and just got his average. I could have been up in the money quite a bit. But to be honest with you, I mean, it's getting to the point for me, and I know I was burned very recently by this. He might be the riskiest elite option there is because he is very, very prone to getting injured in the first half of a game and not returning. It just is what it is at this point. Yeah, it's a combination of things. I mean, one, he's brittle. Two, the Pelicans aren't very good. So this happened last year as well, and and we're seeing it this season. If he gets a little bump or bruise, they have no reason to rush him back out there for that game. So they're going to be cautious and hold him out. And and DFS DFS owners who targeted Anthony Davis had the same problem last season. I know he missed extended spurts too, but there were multiple games where he started, got hurt in the first half, and then you're screwed. You're not going to finish in the money if you had him rostered. So if I was Anthony pretty- Davis, if Anthony Davis ever had to face Wes Unsell to go back in time late <laughs> uh, late seventies, early eighties, he would just break him before the second quarter. He'd just be on the bench crying. Yeah, it's I mean, we're at this weird point. I mean, we talk about like, oh, the Pelicans aren't that good, so it's really easy for them to err on the side of the caution. They're three games out of the eight seed in the West. Like they have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. And I was hoping that if there was ever gonna be a time, it would be this season to for him to just, you know, lace up the boots and go out there and play seventy eight games and play through those contusions. And contusions means bruise. And again, I, I, I hate to, I'm always on this pedestal and I hate being on here because you're talking about a guy and his injuries, but I swear that he leads the league by far in contusions. <laughs> All yeah. right, let's keep moving because we've got some juicy topics coming up. Uh, and other big man news this is the last news point. Whiteside, due to an ankle, is listed as questionable tonight for the Heat going up against the Bulls. He played 21 minutes on Wednesday, but later admitted he probably should not have played. Generally seems like, guys, we should avoid Whiteside tonight as he faces Sideshow Rob and the Bulls. I, I mean, I'm avoiding him. The injury's enough, and, and just the fact that he came out and said he shouldn't have played against Brooklyn, <clears throat> had a bad game. It's, there's no reason to start him. He's expensive. He's 8,600 on FanDuel tonight. Yeah, He actually had a pretty decent game against the Bulls last month, about 39 fantasy points, but I... I just I don't want to pay up for somebody who has those kind of health question marks. So here's where I come into play, and I'm immediately going to say, oh, man, it's time for Willie Reed to get some action. But, you know, we have to be careful. I have to be careful because I ran him out there when Whiteside missed quite a bit of time earlier in the season, and he didn't always return on investment, or he didn't always return on my investment. Uh, you know, he had that very first game where he got you like 50 fantasy points, daily fantasy points, and it was amazing. And then everybody kind of jumped on him a little bit, but he still is a limited player. Player. The best part you like about him, though, is that Udonis Haslam would be his backup. And, and Udonis Haslam didn't really think that he'd ever leave the bench this season, um, yeah. but he has. So, so Willie Reed, uh, am I naive for thinking that we can expect 30 to 35 FanDuel points from him, Shannon? If Whiteside sits, that's doable. I think, I think 25 to 30 is where I put the production, where, where I put the projection if Whiteside sits. Because the Bulls are one of those teams that – they usually have a big out there. They're they're gonna run. They can run smaller lineups, but usually they're gonna have Lopez. Or if Lopez isn't in, maybe Taj Gibson's the center. They have a big man who's going to be in there who Reed can Reed can match up with. And you know, I gotta say, DJ, your quote there, running out Willie Reed, sounds like a great name for a '70s black exploitation film. All right, that's it for the news. Let's move on to the juicy topics in New York and Chicago. DJ, you want to start us off with all the Carmelo Anthony buzz? 
Yeah, definitely. So it seems and it appears that they've Phil, Phil Jackson has been shopping around Carmelo Anthony, namely to the Cavaliers. Didn't seem to go that well. The Clippers, that seems to maybe be going well. And the Boston Celtics. Now, I really don't want to get into too much of it because you never know what's going to happen. It does appear Chris Mannix uh, of the Vertical recently said he believes there's a 25% chance that Carmelo Anthony will end the season uh, with the Knicks. So it is fun to talk about. Let's just say that the Knicks do trade away Carmelo Anthony because I think that's the easiest conclusion we can make. And let's say they mostly get draft picks in return and not necessarily a small forward in return. Shannon, is there anybody that jumps out to you immediately and, and you say, wow, if Carmelo Anthony is not in the picture, I'm really going to invest in this guy? Is it a similar situation like Steven Adams where you're just gonna, going to reinvest in Derrick Rose and reinvest into Porzingis and not necessarily look at a player to have upstart value? Probably. I mean, because you do. You, Porzingis, Derrick Rose, those guys are going to carry have a heavier heavier load to carry on offense. I mean, one guy I kind of like, he's not necessarily small forward, but Justin Holiday has been pretty good in spurts. Um, Kuz, Kuz is always fun. I think he's a decent player. You know, maybe they adjust the lineup a little bit and get Ron Baker in there more. Um, Hernan Gomez, there's actually, there's tons of interesting options. Probably too many that it's hard to say this one guy. I don't right. think there's just this one guy. But I mean if they move if they move Carmelo, you have to think the next step of that is moving the other veterans on their team. Yeah, you know, not that they would get anything for him. I don't think they're going to get jack crap for Carmelo either. Um <laughs> there's no pie in the sky trade where you're going to trade him for someone who's four years younger and already a better player like Kevin Love. That's just one, one of the rumors was the Clippers and they have zero assets to trade. Yeah, they, like Austin Rivers in a second round pick yeah. is like the most they could deal for him. And yet it's a rumor somehow. James and I were talking that if you, if you like Austin Rivers is not that enticing, but if you include him and maybe one other guy, but then you include like, a three-year first-round pick and a four-year, like fourth-year down, like swap because you can't trade two first-round picks. The Clippers might be pretty bad in three or four years because I like you could have Griffin leave, you could have Paul leave. I don't uh, care. Doc if, wouldn't care. He'd be yeah, gone. Doc, wouldn't, Doc might be gone because he'd be the hot, you know, hottest free agent coach on the market. Like that might be enticing. Where you're talking mm-hmm. about a top five pick in three or four years, ideally back to back. That that is somewhat enticing, but that's all they're going to get. They're not going to get. Uh, Top tier talent in return for him, oh. who's already you know a current right. NBA player. It's Do you think be- Phil even really wants a top? T- I mean, obviously he'd like a top tier talent. I'm not even sure Phil expects a top tier talent. I think he's just so pissed, yeah. just wants to move him. I mean, he, trading away a 32 year old who his one skill is scoring buckets, primarily from mid range these days. I right. think he's the top mid range scorer in the NBA this year. In, in painfully slow ISO plays. Yeah, it's. It just there's not much upside for teams acquiring him. I I don't know Carmelo's value. Also, one thing if he does get traded, his value, fantasy value, will likely take a hit because yeah, he's yeah. getting he's getting good volume with the Knicks. He's having a good season. He's still a top fifty fantasy player. You know he's averaging almost twenty three points per game, two three pointers, six rebounds, three assists, which is pretty quality from a small forward. So. He's still a really good fantasy player and still a really good scorer in the NBA. I don't know. It's tough trying to find a good fit. One one team, I threw this out there to friends of mine who are also Pistons fans, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if the Pistons traded for him. If the Pistons traded like Stanley Johnson, um, I don't want him to trade KCP because I think he's, he's kind of 
stood out this year and showed that he's a really good, a nice piece for an NBA team. But if they traded like Stanley Johnson and, and some veteran contract and uh, not 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 this not this up uh, twenty seventeen first round pick, but a draft pick or two, I would not care. I love. I'd it. be okay I, with it. I want to make that trade just for Stan Van Gundy's press conference. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You have to trade guys when you don't play well. <laughs> Ideally, they would trade uh, Reggie Jackson for him. I am done with Reggie Jackson. Hey, uh, it sounds like what'd you think of that Rubio? What do you think of that Rubio rumor, Jackson for Rubio? Yeah, that couldn't exactly. have got you. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Rubio fan in the world, but I would be okay with it. His defense and playmaking are two things that the Pistons need in the backcourt. And that delicious 36 percent free uh, field goal percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, well, let's move on to the even juicier topic because I got a log one. I can't. I've been waiting 16 hours for this Instagram <laughs> post to get on this podcast. I've got I'm bursting with excitement. <laughs> DJ, give me the intro. All right, so turbulence, All right. turbulence in Chicago. Things are going crazy. Dwayne Wade comes out, chastises his team. Uh, Jimmy Butler comes out, backs him up, and then. Rajon Rondo for a reenactment of Rajon Rondo's Instagram post yesterday in retaliation of Wade and Butler's comments. Here's Ken K. Train Kreitz. Oh, this is so delicious. I almost woke up my sleeping wife to read her this quote, then I realized she wouldn't care <laughs> whatsoever. But anyway, here it is. Rajon Rondo, word for word, and bear with me because it's long, but it is fantastic. So Rajon posts an old Celtics picture of him, Kevin Garnett, and the peer the truth, Paul Pierce. And this is what he writes. My vets would never go to the media. They would come to the team. My vets didn't pick and choose when they wanted to bring it. They brought it every time they stepped in the gym, whether it was practice or a game. They didn't take days off. My vets didn't care about their numbers. My my vets played for the team. When we lost, they wouldn't blame us. They took responsibility and got in the gym. They showed the young guys what it meant to work. Even in Boston, when we had the best record in the league, if we lost a game, you could hear a pin drop on the bus. They showed us the seriousness of the game. My vets didn't have an influence on the coaching staff. They wouldn't change the plan because it didn't work for them. I played under one of the greatest coaches, and he held everyone accountable. It takes 1 to 15 to win. When you isolate everyone, you can't win consistently. I may be a lot of things, but I'm not a bad teammate. My goal is to pass what I learned along. The young guys work. They show up. They don't deserve blame. If anything is questionable, it's the leadership. And then I'm going to add this. Mic drop, bitches! <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that tweet or that Instagram post was amazing. Um, I don't know. 9,700 a... 9, re- comments, replies to Rondo there. I haven't 9, read the 9,700? Holy smokes. Yeah, and I just keep reading. That was like the 15th time I've read that, that rant. Uh, all the other ones were to myself and to the dog while throwing up. Your dog is throwing up. Let's be clear yeah, here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, my dog is a drinking problem. I love right. it. I mean, Chicago is on fire. Uh, every other tweet on NBA Wire had a fire emoji like house is burning <laughs> down or here's the Sh- Chicago Bulls locker room right now. I mean, if you look at the numbers, basically Butler and Wade have been dominating everything in terms of points. And you could argue maybe they've even been ball hogs, but obviously they have lost faith in their supporting cast. Shannon, what do you expect coming out for this next game, though? Because obviously everybody's going to be on edge. Maybe everyone will be motivated. Maybe this will actually be good for the Chicago Bulls. But 
do you think that's going to actually they're going to spread the wealth moving forward and then that will actually take away some value from Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler cuz really I'm only concerned about those two players. No, I don't okay. I don't expect that to happen at all. Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade are going to continue to post monster stats. Dwayne Wade in particular has really upped his production the past week or so after having a dud against Atlanta. Um he, no, it's not going to change. The what is going to change is this entire team. They're going to tear everything down. I actually don't expect Dwayne Wade to be there the entire season. I don't expect Rondo to be there much longer. If they can't find a trade partner for Rondo, they're going to cut his ass loose. If they can't, I think they will find a trade partner for Wade. They're not going to get anything in return, but I think they're just going to give everyone away except for Jimmy Butler. And how interesting that tonight the Bulls play the Miami Heat. And as if Dwayne Wade. Do you think Wade, Dwayne Wade will just be looking longingly at the other right. team? That team's terrible, but I, I'd I still know. take less money to play there. When he sees Willie Reed going for the tip off at the start of the game, he might not look too longingly. <laughs> Um, yeah, interesting situation. I will say that the, the point guard situation has been what we've really harped on the most. They've started Jerry and Grant for the last two games, but he hasn't really averaged more than 15 minutes per game. MCW has been a DNPCD for the last two games, and Rajon Rondo hasn't averaged, I think, more than 17 minutes per game. So what that means is, in lieu of having a, a true... Yeah, like a, a typical point guard, they're basically just having Wade and Butler handle the ball more, the ball more often, and that's showing up. Their their usage percentage are is up, and they're just they're just doing more of everything. So for fantasy, uh, their stock is actually rising even more than it was before. But I do wonder if they're going to play it a little nice and try to distribute the ball a little more tonight against a shorthanded Miami team. They combined for five assists in the Chicago <laughs> Bulls last game. <laughs> Well, Gem of a stat. Yeah, that's a, that's Gem a heck of, of a, a stat, stat indeed. Anyway, so we'll monitor that situation. That might that might actually that just became must watch, must watch TV. The Chicago Bulls versus the Miami Heat. Ken, go pour uh, some cold water on you. I want to talk about my new shaving kit from Harry's. Shannon, I'm loving my life now. You know, I used to hate shaving, but after Harry sent me the shaving kit with their five precision engineered blades, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover, went down to Chicago, popped on that travel blade cover, threw it in my little uh, my little garment bag and didn't have to worry about uh, the razors cutting up anything. It was great. Uh, my face, as you can see, you're really close to my face right now. Beautiful. Tell the people how good it looks. Baby smooth. It, it mm-hmm. feels really smooth. Yeah, Supple. feels smooth, Supple. looks good. Smile. I'm also smelling good with the rich lathering shave gel. Ken, I know you know that smells good. Gel is awesome. The gel is awesome. Gel I'm going to dab on my ears when the podcast is done. <laughs> Harry's is so confident, in fact, in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their shave set for free. You heard that right. Just cover shipping when you go sign up. Plus, we have a special offer for fans of this show. Go to harrys.com right now and enter code ROTOHOOPS, R-O-T-O-H-O-O-P-S, at checkout to get a post-shave balm, also free. That's harrys.com, code ROTOHOOPS. Ken, it's time for your crazy old man rant. Well, very nice, DJ. Before we get to the rant, in all seriousness, wasn't babyface in the running for one of your nicknames last year i think only you were had that in the running i think shannon brought that up i thought shannon brought well i tell you what that was before i started using harry's so i sure as heck it should should be in the running now yes exactly you were you were freaking grizzly adams last year (laughs) (laughs) everywhere really is knuckles shoulders knees yeah. Hair. 
Now yeah. I'm babyface because of Harry's. Thank you, yeah. Harry's. Thank you, Harry's. Thank you. All right, time for the old man rant. Shorts are too long. The nice thing about being really old is if you wait long enough, stuff you do that is out of fashion will eventually come back into fashion. For example, I've got this 30-year-old blue L.L. Bean fishing sweater with those white checks that were popular when I went to college in the 90s. L.L. Bean's like charging 120 bucks for those now. That's like the thing. Another example is that my reasonably long and short sports shorts. The point of shorts is to move around better than in long pants. And too many people have shorts below their knees. Absurd. Anyway, kudos to rookie Jalen Brown for bringing back the shorter shorts. He's not John Stockton, but they're over his knees. They are noticeably shorter than the rest of the NBA. And also kudos to Brown for declining the slam dunk contest because he wants to use the break to work on his team skills. I thought that was awesome. He's having a modest season. He should be focusing on what the Celtics need and now what the All-Star break needs. But even more kudos for bringing back shorter shorts. I, <laughs> I, all right, I'm all for shorter shorts. The fishing sweater thing, I don't get why that's so popular right now <laughs> like when, when we were in nashville it's so week, warm dude that sweater dude, is so warm when we were in nashville this week like i i or maybe this maybe a fishing sweater isn't a, the correct terminology but everyone had that little stupid sweater thing with the zipper yeah. i it's so oh, this doesn't popular. have a zipper this is not a zipper this is a crew so yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it looks like a 3d sweater like the fabric is popping am i wrong it is okay. no it is okay. it is um it, and, but if you can't wear it in Nashville because it keeps your body temperature at about 120. <laughs> it is the warmest thing ever. See, it cracks me up when like when I see things that were popular when I was a child or when right. I was, you know, when I was growing up and now they're popular again. Like I see these <clears throat> you know teenagers, college students wearing 1980s jeans that are just yeah. like, hideous, but they wear them and they pull them up like up to their armpits. Yeah. I don't understand it. Uh Mexican rugs, at least that's what we called them when we were growing up. They're like these these hoodie poncho things that are made of some weird rug type material. Yeah, they're called pon- <laughs> poncho. Yeah, your weed, yeah. You'd have Mexican your, rugs. That's where you that, that's where you keep your weed in a little poncho pocket. Yeah. Like those, I get it if some hippie wears them. You know, twelve years after the fact, but like those those were hip again. I saw those on a couple years ago. They were hip again. That just doesn't make any sense to me. DJ, DJ, right, next we're, week. we're losing. No. we're losing DJ. millennial listeners here. DJ, DJ Tanger, your week. friendly millennial here to move things along. <laughs> next uh, week, Shannon gets the old man rant. He's ready. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got some pent up. He was yeah. kind of in the middle, you know. He's kind of in the middle, but I think he's ready to go to old man rant Leaning. territory. Uh, <laughs> hey, to all our millennial listeners, we're back. I'm back. It's okay, back. guys. We're back. You can wear it. You can wear whatever you want. It's cool. It's coming back into fashion. I will say, my grandpa says this all the time, though. He's like, I have loafers that went into style and back out of style four times in my closet right now. Right. Well, it's probably time to talk about draft, guys. We already know you love fantasy, so we know you'll love playing fantasy on draft. Draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts, just like the ones you do at the beginning of your season-long league. On Draft, it's draft day every day. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last for just one day, and they take only minutes to complete. On Draft, you can play for free, or better yet, play for money. Get this, your chances of winning on Draft are almost three times better than your chances of winning on FanDuel or DraftKings. If you're playing fantasy for money and not spending hours a day doing it, you absolutely should be playing on draft. Love the draft capability so far, gentlemen. I'm having a blast with it. DJ and Shannon, your thoughts on draft? 
I said it once. I'll say it again. Draft is the best part of the fan, like season long season. The fact that you're able to put that into an everyday thing that you can do multiple times a day easily is my favorite part. That's why it's called draft, Shannon. Yeah, exactly. And you, I, you have to go download the app. The app gives you the best experience playing the playing the game, and it's it's not like the salary cap format that that's become so popular. It's different from that. So if you haven't tried draft yet, I highly recommend it. If if the salary cap games aren't your thing. This is an alternative that I think you'll dig. So, hey, join us and download Draft now. Just search Draft in the App Store, and it will come up first. Be sure to enter the promo code ROTOWIRE when you download, and you'll get a 100% bonus up to $600 when on your first deposit. Again, search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code ROTOWIRE. Gentlemen, let's now shift gears to our FDS picks. Shannon, do you want to start us off? FDS. FDS. Come oh, oh, DFS. Man, sorry. I was looking at Friday. Boy, I'm, oh. Friday Daily Fantasy. Oh, F- Let me get, Wait, I'm just going to read the Rondo. I'm reading, I'm reading the Rondo Instagram again. Get ready. <laughs> My vets. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. Friday DFS. never would have called me out on air. I learned from the best. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go right to that Chicago matchup tonight. And I wonder if people are going to shy away because they don't really know what to expect. But I really, really think that Dwayne Wade, uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of time to put his money where his mouth is. If you're going to call out your teammates, you have to go out there and back it up. I will say he has been chirping a little bit to the media, but at least he has been backing it up with his play on the court. And, of course, he should be motivated against his former team, Miami, tonight. He How about off. Butler and Wade just refuse to pass to anyone tonight? Like, they play two on five. Does that, that, that could be an interesting consequence of tonight's game. That's basically what happened last time out. And I, Wade's, Wade's a good pick. I The only problem I have with him, he had, 30, he had 39 fancy points against Miami a couple months ago. Um, so you got that revenge factor that DJ loves. But his price has gone up considerably in the past couple weeks. Uh, he's at 7900 now. That's a pretty steep price to pay for someone averaging 32 points per game. But it's because of the recent production. He's got 57, 47, 47 fancy points over the past three games. So the production's there. I just think there is a little bit of risk with him tonight. Jimmy Butler went off for 49 points last time against Miami. He's been on fire. He costs ninety eight hundred bucks. You know he's coming off a monster fifty four point outing. He posts fifty point outing about once a week it seems. So he's a good good guy to target. But you're going to be paying a lot for him. All right. All right. Uh, uh, DJ, we'll give us another name, baby. Marquise baby Morris. Uh, silently, he's been putting together a very good January. In fact, in his last seventeen games. He scored in double digits in January. He's averaging 16.6 points, 8.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists. I got him in the staff keeper league, and he's really helping me stay alive at the top of the rankings. We haven't talked about him much this year, um, but as the Wizards have started to play really well of late, so has Markeith Morris. And I'm not going to go as far to say it's because of Markeith Morris. I think they're finally starting to gel. I really do like their starting five as a whole. I think it's a pretty good cohesive unit. I don't feel like you're doubling up on like one player is playing a position or out of position. They really do have a good starting five. And Markeith Morris has been very valuable. Let me pull up his price real quick on FanDuel. He's he's at $6,900. So it is is getting more expensive, but you know, a, a large part of that is because of consistency. And that's a lot of times that's what we have now. 
not gotten out of Morris. So the fact that he's so consistent, that's kind of what you're paying for these days for yeah. for him. I mean, la- last 10 days, he's he's topped 40 points twice. He's basically averaging about 37 points per game over that stretch. See, I liked him a lot more when he was $5,500. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, but the, the current production warrants the price tag. He's just he's a decent play. My my problem with him is I feel like he and Otto Porter sometimes trade off on good games. Mm. You know who's gonna yep. who's gonna yep. have the, the good DFS outing. Yeah. So at, because there's it, only so many shots, there's only so many shots exactly. with, with that backcourt. Exactly. So I'm actually gonna go a guy who's cheaper than Markeith Morris Ooh. and has a better overall track record, wow. and that's Porzingis. Porzingis has been, he's the opposite of Morris. He's been horrible in January, uh, which has resulted in his price dropping to 6,600. But still, this guy who's averaged 33 fancy points per game, I had mentioned he basically averages the same amount of fancy points per game as Dwayne Wade, who costs $1,300 more. I, I love Porzingis at this price tag. Now, if you look at his recent production, it's been down. His shooting's been way off. But I just look at I look at tonight's outing. It's against Charlotte. He had a big game against him earlier this year with 38 fantasy points. I think this is where he bounces back. So I'm going to run him out there. I think the 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 recent down downturn too in production will will result in lower ownership. So what you I know was what, what, what we're debating him. forwards. I'm going to throw out a cheap one. Oh, Can cool. I throw out a cheap one? Yeah. How about Covington? How about big, you know Ooh. Covington going against Houston? They could get blown out by Houston, and you know what that means. Plenty of meaningless three-pointers from Robert in the corner. The process doesn't get blown out, Ken. This is one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They are hot, but so is Covington. He's looking at uh, plus 30 points three of his last four games. I don't know. I've got him in my lineup. Well, I know, I know, Shannon, you love him for his, for his upside because he'll randomly shoot up there and give you a 45 or 50-point game somewhat out of nowhere. Uh, I will say, in run-and-gun type of games – like Covington is your guy. Like he's going to be the right. one and Houston. matching the three pointers that Houston's going to be. He's going to chuck a, like eight three pointers. Yes, right, right, yeah. right, right. He'll either be awesome or terrible. But yeah, we'll see. We'll ride the train. It's that at what's he? He's, I mean, he's at fifty six hundred. Fifty six hundred. So it's worth a gamble. So I will say, you know, unlike other players like Nick Young. Um, where he has to score 35 points for him to be valuable because you basically just add on like one or two more and that'll be his DFS points for the day. Covington really does get a lot of steals and blocks. I'm looking at just his recent game log and he's giving you one to two in each of those categories almost nightly, especially in the last two games against Milwaukee uh, two days ago. He gave you three blocks and two steals. So you do have somewhat of a backbone to lean on, especially rebounds. He's given you at least five rebounds in the last six games. And so there is value for Covington outside of just his point total. He is he is a stellar defensive player. Um, I've, I've said it before on the podcast. He's averaging 1.7 steals, um, just under one block per game. But recent production, that has been ramped up. Um, you'll have games where he has five combined steals and blocks. So definitely, that is a reason why I like him outside. There's production outside of just the scoring. Well, gentlemen, let's move to sometimes the afterthought of DFS NBA lineups. Let's move to center. DJ, you going with Willie Reed? You going to roll out Willie Reed? Uh, you know what? I, he definitely is going to have a spot in a few of my lineups tonight. I think he's too cheap not to. Uh, we talked about him a little bit, and you know he he can ramp up the points there, get you forty or fifty if he's feeling hot. But it's it's not as 
it's not consistent, and that's why he's not a starter in the NBA because you know he'll go out there one night and have a good game, go out there another night, and he's not going to do the same. Somebody I'm going to rely on tonight for more consistent production would be somebody like Dwight Howard. Over his last two games against Washington, he's combined for 31 points and 31 rebounds in his two games against Washington so far. I like him to have another good night. You know, sometimes it's an issue to have. Uh, to have Howard on the court, but if Gortat is out there, then you like, you know, both coaches are just going to agree, all right, let's play these guys 35 minutes since we're, it's a big for a big. So there's no, uh, we need to play small here. Howard's going to be somewhat of a liability. He should be a go out there and play lots of minutes, decent matchup because he's performed well in the past. I want to weigh in on two guys who I like at point guard, uh, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague's at 7,200. Uh, he played last night, had a really good game. Um, Went off for, for 47 fantasy points. He's facing Sacramento. Faced Sacramento just about nine days ago and had 48 fantasy points. 7200 is a good price to pay for someone who's going to get you 35 to 45 points, which is where I have Jeff Teague tonight. Uh, the other point guard I like is Darren Collison. That same game, Sacramento versus Indiana. Collison's coming off a big game. He had 23 points, three rebounds, five assists, a block, two steals, 37 fantasy points. He was pretty good against Indiana as well eight days ago. Uh, he ended up with 35 fantasy points, uh, powered by four steals and nine assists. He's starting to pick up his play some. Ken might actually win my Ty Lawson versus Collison bet. Wait, uh, wait can you remind the I even forgot what that is. So if you could refresh I that. I think it us. was actually, I think it was just who'd have the better fantasy yeah, season. Who's, right? who's better? And, and I think DJ's the oh, judge the based judge. on end of year stats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have right. a chalky point guard that I just got to point out. And Kyrie Irving is going up, and because he's going up against Brooklyn, he's still only 84, uh, 8,400. Brooklyn gives up the most fantasy points to point guards, and not just by a little. They lead by 2.4 fantasy points a game over the second worst team out there. The over-under for that game is 225. I was a little tempted by Kyle Lowry, but uh, I don't, I'm worried about Lowry facing the Milwaukee third best D against point guards, even though DeRozan's out. So anyway, my chalky point guard suggestion, Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie had a big game against Brooklyn earlier this month, 45 fantasy points. Anyone on Cleveland is a good pick tonight. I know I love I love Kevin Love against Brooklyn, so, uh, but it's, it's tough. There is blowout potential with that game, too. Well, well here's my concerns, because I was really mulling over the big three there. They've been struggling of late. They have not been playing well. They've not been getting the W, quite frankly. In terms of fantasy, the big three have actually been playing well. But getting the W, they have not. And I wonder that even if it is a blowout, if they're just going to kind of leave the big three on the court to really, you know, just like get some momentum, get some confidence back. So I think ultimately I'm leaning towards them than staying away from blowout potential. I think they have everything to play for tonight when normally they probably wouldn't against a team like Brooklyn. Kevin Love has been vintage Minnesota Kevin Love the last two games, averaging 21 and a half, 16 rebounds, and 5.5 assists over the past two games. I expect that to continue against Brooklyn. He's Him and Kyrie are the two I would target over LeBron, for instance. They're both a little bit cheaper, um, but we'll have to see. I, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to run them out there. They're going to want to get a win and a convincing win based on how the team's played overall. That's a lot of good advice from us three here. Thanks so much for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by Draft, the snake draft platform where your chances of winning are three times better than on FanDuel or DraftKings. Ken, you want to get us out of here? I am, baby, and I'm frothing at the mouth. I'm just going more Rondo. I'm, forget the historical quotes. Let's just repeat how Rondo ended his Instagram for last <laughs> night. The young guys work. They show up. They don't deserve blame. If anything is questionable, it's the leadership.
Boom! Attention passengers, this car, this three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.